When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Decorating Pages is a podcast dedicated to taking you behind the scenes of the designs of your favorite TV shows and films. Each episode, I'll be sharing design stories from some of Hollywood's most famous sets, interviews from set decorators, production designers, directors, and actors about creating the look of TV and film, about their design inspirations, and stories that take sets from page to screen. Hello, and welcome to Decorating Pages. I'm your host, Kim Wanup. So what's everybody up to? I feel like we're at the point where being creative is over. Like, we've done our little projects. We're like, we're getting restless. And it's all about the surface. Um, if it hasn't already. But um, I keep kind of laughing to myself because I'm really okay with being home and taking a break. I mean, we all work so hard and such long hours and get so consumed when we work, um, sometimes doing two or three jobs at a time. So let's just enjoy this. Just remember, let's just enjoy this. We're going to get back to work. There's way too many articles out there just trying to come up with an answer and I'm just not going to get into it this week. Um, but I do feel like it's the breaking point for Los Angeles because I can see like traffic has been picked up a little or a lot. And uh, my glorious little walks through the grove where we were the only ones there. Now it's starting to fill up with people, which is weird. So I thought I'd give out some suggestions of how to pass the time a little bit. Um, If you haven't already, it's a great time to update your website and resume. I know I haven't yet, so I'm not really uh, keeping up with my own uh, advice here. But I'm going to get to it. It's on the list. Um, going through your photos and deleting them, that takes a chunk of time. And it's a nice little, like, down memory lane type thing. Um, doing a deep dive for some good research books. Um, one thing I do whenever I'm on hiatus is I try to connect with people I haven't talked to in a while. Uh, and it turns out basically to be the only time of year I talk to them is when I'm on hiatus, um, just to catch up with, with people that I'm not working with in a while or haven't synced up with. So it's always nice people just to send out a little email or a little text. Hi, how you doing? Checking in on people. I'm also secretly planning like a dream getaway. Um, just really sitting down, like looking at hotels, like where would we really stay? Like that would be awesome. Just a little dreaming, escaping. And I'm also trying to like educate myself, you know? Uh, I signed up for master class which I started to look into it and I was like, well, there's about 34 classes here that I'd really like to take. So why not? Plus the membership lasts for a year. And, uh, if you buy one, you get another one free. 
So you can like gift that or just mm, save it. I don't know if you could save it and then try to get two years out of it. That might be a good tip. Shit, I should have done that. Um, so far, I've done uh, that chick who invented the Spanx brand. She was really interesting. Robin Roberts. She had an interesting about public speaking and interviewing. Um, and then Bob Woodward. He was good. That was more of like kind of research for the show that I'm supposedly going back to. Um, so that was good. And I'm just finishing up the David Sedaris class. I love him. I love him. I love that weird little voice and his tragically funny stories about his life. So um, there's a couple things I hope um, if you haven't thought of, I'm sure you have, but um, to help you out. Besides that, what's one up watching? This week, I did the second season of Dead to Me. Again, looks beautiful. I wasn't really into it. I think it's gotten a pretty simple story going on. The plot's pretty basic. I don't know. I, it's fine. I watched the HBO original Bad Education with Hugh Jackman, and wow, what a story there of corruption in the school system. It's like crazy that it's based on a true story. Uh, Alice and Janney is super, and the sets are early 2000s, I believe. There's some really great details in the principal's office with uh, the set dressing by Michael Nallen. Um, I watched the Netflix documentary on Michelle Obama called Becoming, which follows her through her book tour and shows some of like retrospective of her growing up and experience being first lady. It was good. It made me cry. It also made me wonder what a documentary about our current first lady would be like. And I'm serious. I mean, I would watch it. I think it's I think it's interesting what she has had to go through and what she's really thinking. And I think, you know, in a couple of years when they're divorced and uh, the gag orders lifted, she can really talk about it. Although she probably won't. She probably has have that like Katie Holmes agreement where she can never talk about anything, but probably get a big payday. Um, but I'd still I'd watch that. Um, I'm obsessing over the ESPN 30 for 30 docuseries, The Last Dance. I did seven episodes in like two days. If you like basketball or even just interested in the process of how Michael Jordan got started and maintained his greatness or how that team all came together, it's so good. I mean, I waited till it was all done so I can binge it and I've been dying to start it, but it's, I think it's 10 episodes. Um, I loved uh, NBA in the early 90s. I played basketball when I was young. I'm lucky that my dad uh, took me to see the Sixers play the Bulls, so I got to see Jordan. Um, I'm just fascinated with all this, and Jordan is very candid, and I never knew he was like a dick. He's kind of a jerk, but I guess, you know, hey, he's the greatest. Uh, it comes with the territory, I think, but uh, I never, I never knew that. So I do like seeing in his interviews, which I'm assuming are in his house, that they just filmed for hours and hours. I mean, he's got like a drink next to him and a cigar that he they don't really touch. But then at a certain point, it gets to be like nighttime. So I don't know if they were ready for that. They just keep filming. It's kind of great to see. Um, other than that, I mean, it's great footage. and seems like they've interviewed everyone and their mother for it. So um, really looking forward to finishing up that this week. In this episode, I conclude my interview with production designer Ingino Capiero. He speaks about his very unique design process in designing the film Roma. He has some 
extraordinary experiences working on films, and he talks about those collaborations with directors like Jim Jarmusch, uh, working and traveling in this industry with a family, and how releasing films on streaming versus theater, and his opinion on that. So I hope you enjoy. that film is and I saw it and I, I couldn't re-watch it this week to before I spoke to you because it's too hard to watch now that I have kids <laughs> I can't watch that scene again uh, and it's stunning and I was wondering when you did you know that it right away that it was going to be black and white and when working with the DP on that on building all of these values um to to convey yeah. these emotions i mean it was that was that difficult to i, I mean, mean and it's period and you had to do period on top of it no and it's period that we shot it with a camera that shows you know it has a in a huge depth of field mm. so so you so it's not that you see just the first block block you see the first and the second and the third block when we were in the exteriors it, it was a nightmare, but you know, no, it was a, a, a very, very interesting process. It was a very different process uh, from from the beginning. Uh, first of all, um, the black and white thing was since the first conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, Alfonso called me. I was uh, I was actually um, finishing a show that I did for the Cirque du Soleil that I designed for the Cirque du Soleil. Mm -hmm. uh, Montreal and he called me and he said uh, um, I have this story this film that I want you to do that we not well that I want to do together with you and uh, it's a very autobiographical film uh, it happens in Mexico City in this period um, it's black and white uh, and uh, I have a script but I'm not going to share it that, that was the, that, that was the the first conversation. Well, so, you really get uh, screwed with like, I have a script, I'm not telling you what it is, or I don't have a script at all, but I still want you to do it. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, yes. Yes, it happens all the time. You know, like, um, no, but it, it's... A, and I, I think that, that the result of these films are just because they completely break the rules of yeah. the way you normally do a film, you know, like... Uh, that you have a, a full script. But, you know, I, I must say that uh, the script of Roma, that I read it when we f finished shooting, <laughs> uh, it was uh, it's one of the most moving mm. scripts that I've read in my life. You mm. know? But but he didn't share it. And um, and because he had, a, he had a, some ideas in his head, he said, I'm not going to talk about story in this one. I'm going to talk about subjects, which are the subjects that we want to portray. And we talked a lot, a lot, a lot about that. You know, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot about um, these subjects, uh, you know, uh, uh, the social difference in Mexico, the position of the woman in the, the social classes, obviously, uh, the political context, the, the, the um, obviously the emotion of, uh, of, 
of a family that is breaking up uh, and uh, and the point of view of the kids uh, you know the fact of, uh, of of how these women um you know leave things in a different way uh, um, um, just because they come from different context, social context, you know, and, and more and more and more and more, you know, like, uh, so, so we talked about that. And then it, it's very, uh, this is very strange to explain to people that does not do production design, look and set decoration. Luckily, you are in the business. So <laughs> you are a production uh, set decorator. So you will really understand what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. In this in, you know, I think that the film end up the way it does, just because we start completely uh, um, backwards. Or let's say, in a, normally when you read the script and you think of a set, you said, okay, this is a set, it's huge, it's a street. So th- this street, we have to find a street, and then there's uh, billboards, and then there's, uh, you know, there's all these what I call urban furniture, which is, you know, streetlights and things. And then yeah. there are businesses. And in these businesses, each business has, uh, you know, its own requirements of set decoration, you know, like, yeah. or this is a house and in a house, you know, you have to find the set first. And, you know, this is this is the, the house, the space. And then you go to, you know, the furniture, the paint, the furniture, and then the details, right? <laughs> but normally... It's it's hard sometimes uh, to get into the detail uh, just because t- time is coming, yeah. and so you end up the process a little earlier than what it should. Even if you're a pro and you're trying to do it, it's it's just like never enough time. Sometimes never enough. You, you ne- there's never enough time or never enough concent- concentration. But in here we end up doing it completely reverse in a reverse form we started with the details we didn't start about how was the set but which were the toys that the kids have mm. so first we got the toys and then then how was the furniture how was the the, the cloth you know the 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 fabric of the of the furniture mm-hmm. or more than what was the shape you know, mm-hmm. and then you end up with the shape, and then you end up doing it with the, you know, with the floors and with everything. So, when you come to the total, you had already the details mm. sorted out and clear and informed the whole thing. So, so really, it's a very different that is. approach. It's it's a very different pro- process. I don't know if I'm explaining myself. No, well I, with, I get it completely. The, I mean, I it, you are you're working backwards. But it, it is the details that make up the layering of who these characters are and this lived-in look and this home that they have there. And, yeah, I, I, to, I totally understand. But, it, that's hard to but do. That, but that can only happy, happen, that can solely happen if the film is built like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because yeah. it's a process that it's so radical yeah. that almost all the directors will be crazy about not presenting a set, uh, you know, like uh, and right. presenting, presenting a toy right. or something like that, you know? Yeah. I don't be- think I could really walk into many meetings just with like a no. snow globe and being like, hey, this is what yes. I'm thinking for this guy's yes. office or something. Yes. 
yes. Well, but in this but case, it was like, just because the director wanted like that, mm-hmm. just because this film was built from memories and memories starts with details. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, and so, so personal. So, so it was a beautiful experience. It's one of a kind, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's one of those things that I will cherish all my life. It mm-hmm. sounds corny, but uh, no, but you know, like, uh, but it, I will cherish it because it was a, a, a complete, you know, sometimes when you have, you know, 25, 30 years doing this, um, uh, you think that that sometimes you know the processes, you know. They yeah. sometimes they hire you because you're the one that know how, how to solve something, you know. What is beautiful about uh, this business and Roma was uh, uh, was one of those is that there's certain moments in which you has you have to you know learn again, yeah. forget what you learned and start it again. Uh, with a new, you know, with a new optic. And that's what, that's, I mean, that what, that kind of refreshes you so much because there is so much in this business that can weigh you down with, uh, you know, the meetings and this and that, and, and you get away from the creativity and the process. So I'm sure, and, and I've had, you know, you know, sets and things that bring you back to, to the passion of it and why you really do it. I mean, it, that's, that's so rewarding. It is, it is, and I'm a, I'm, I've been lucky just because, you know, uh, um, I've been in some of those, you know, like I, the film that I did with Jim Jarmusch is called The Limits of Control. Yeah. It's a film that almost no one see, have seen. I lo- I like it a lot, and Jim likes it a lot too, you know. Yeah. It was a, it's a very strange film. I don't know if you saw it. I, I didn't, you know, I looked, I tried to see it. This week, because I I like Jim Jarmusch. I mean, I I uh, his films are always sort of fascinating, and I love Broken Flowers and and all that. It's just, I it's I couldn't get to it. <laughs> Sorry to say, but oh no, I know it's yeah. hard. It's hard. It's one of the most extreme films of of, of Jim. It's a uh, it's almost like a, an essay, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, but you know, it was a beautiful way of doing it too. You know, Jim. Um, you know, when we started this film, we went into a trip of locations. Where did you shoot it? In Jarmusch, in Spain, Spain, in mm-hmm. in in Madrid, then in Sevilla, and then in Alicante. Mm. No, wow. and then um, so so Jim had only thirty pages of the script. <laughs> no, and the the whole idea was to build it through the experience of the location trip that we did, okay? Mm-hmm. So he had certain connections, and um, and it's, um, you know, a multicasting, like his films, you know? Like, it, you know, it was John Hurt and... Um, and uh, Juki Kudo, it was Gael, it was Isaac de Bancole, it was... Uh, um, I... What's the name of this amazing, beautiful woman? Tilda Swinton. Uh, Tilda. It was yeah. Tilda. No, it was a, uh, you know, a couple of great Spanish actors. Uh, it was just uh, crazy, and and how he was a, uh, 
he was building the characters and they would come just for their scene mm -hmm. which was kind of isolated of the whole film and he will you know write the dialogues with them too but before that we did this trip of location the three of us you know christopher doyle the dop which you know i don't know if you remember who's him but uh you know this crazy amazing artist no uh, uh, it is a blanking on his <laughs> yes Hmm? I'm blanking. I know I've probably seen his work. Well, he did in, in the Mood for Love and all the all the films of 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 of, of Karwai, you know, of Wong Karwai, oh, and yeah. uh, you know, he was a very he still for me is the the enfant terrible of uh, of the of the um, you know of, of the photography. But you know, he's crazy. So he <laughs> and then. Uh, and then you know, wonderfully crazy. I, I'm gonna say it. he, uh, Jim, and me just walking in the streets of Spain, <laughs> going to see some shows, hearing certain music, uh, you know, getting certain connections, going into a place, and it was beautiful to see. We all had a cam, a little camera, like a digital camera in our hands, and and uh, so each one of us could take completely different pictures of one same space because of dif of different reasons, you know. Like, and it was very interesting just to put them together later and say, you know, <laughs> how can a space can give us so different options you know like and um, so so it, it was it so that was a also a, a gift you know like uh, and i always loved jim jarmusch you know like uh, it was uh, one of my huge inspirations when i started uh, doing films so i mean it, so it, it was a it seems like you you do get to be a part of these i mean you have a phenomenal uh amount of work but the also these experiences that you're getting out of uh making them and you know just like that sharing that story of how three people can have a different look i mean i'm sure he's looking at the lighting and you're looking at the textures and the director's looking at like how the how the scene will come out and I mean, how you all look at it very differently, but c the collaboration is there to make it come together. You seem to yeah. keep having these experiences, which is such a phenomenal thing. I mean, I think that's what we're all sort of looking for is to get fulfillment of of how we're doing all this. It's it's really great to well, hear. I mean, I don't I don't know how how it works with everyone, just because. You know, like uh, everyone in this build business have a complete different approach to creation, and and because you know, in my time there were very few schools of of production design. We all come from completely different backgrounds and context, and you now like uh, yeah. I remember in the panel of, of of the of the ADG for the Oscars last year, we were or the BAFTAs, we were all the nominate, nominated. We were mm -hmm. five films to 10 people, right? And all of us come com, com, from a complete different context. You know, the set decorators and the and the production designers, we, you know, one 
did architecture, the other one come from industrial design, the other one was basically uh, the coffee the coffee boy on the sets, mm -hmm. uh, me that was coming from the history of art. Uh, another one was coming, you know, from the uh, from an art school, and and completely different. So the stories are very different, and the approach are very different, very unique. And that that's what I really love about, you know, about production design is something that there's not one theory. It's not like you go to to one school and they teach it. To do it in a certain way, you know, like it's uh, it's it, it is it is completely uh, more open open things. And me, I think that I can talk about these experiences first of all because I was I'm not American. I come from a more guerrilla world in that sense. So it was not easy to get into mm. into into the industry. To tell you the truth, it was a, it was a. You really sought it, it out. Was, I mean, you had to go and do it and seek it and 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 give yes, every, yes, and yes. probably sacrifice a lot of like, because well, nobody. I don't know if anybody's parents wants them to go to film school, but I mean, if they were oh. like pursue films because it's such a crapshoot if you're going to make it or not. But yeah. <laughs> Then yeah, you know the thing is was the thing is that uh, um, so I so it was not easy for me and I didn't learn in an industrial world. Let's say you know like that that's a so the way, only way I know, I know how to do it is 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 more this way. I've learned the tools, you know the organization that it's great. You know uh, the studio system is good in that sense uh, too. But then. Um, the other thing that marked me is that I got the, my Oscar from a film that it was not part of the studio system, too, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. like, uh, so, so that that was a that was an interesting thing, you know. That was the, my first. It was not my first award, but it was my, you know, my f first coming to this world. I was a tourist completely in 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 my first trip to. To, to 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 the Oscars, uh, I didn't knew anyone or any. It was just like ah, I'm here, you know. Like, uh, and 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 it was it was all the all the experience was like that. It was completely different the way I felt in in, in this one in, in with with Roma, right? Like, uh, um, it was it was a completely different experience. Mm -hmm. Then uh, um, the other thing that was interesting is that. I noticed, I had this intuition, well, I noticed very clearly that after the Oscar, all the films that were offered by the industry, mm -hmm. let's say by Hollywood, mm -hmm. were all were all the same. Mm. It was a, with certain fantasy or the Marvel, you know, or the Marvel world, which yeah. I don't have, you know, I don't have anything against that, but it was very that's it. weird. That... I mean, that's it. There's just these huge, huge blockbusters and then yes. these little tiny films now. And then that the middle films are very far and few between here. I mean, and hardly anything is really shot in Los Angeles at this point. Anyway, I think that's going to change with this pandemic. I think... Yes, people but, want not not want to travel a yeah, lot. But they have they yeah, will have to have the, more confined, uh, let's say you know more more protected spaces. Yeah. Yes, but this I I agree that 
uh, yeah, I'm a fan of the Marvel films just for the creativity of it. I don't necessarily, I'm not into it, but that's oh. what's that. There's so many of them in the last like five years. They've just dominated these, the big budget films. And that's kind of all there is in a weird way. It's weird. Very weird in the last, well, you know, 20 years, how filming has changed. So, so when, uh, so when I noticed that they were offering me that thing, so I said, that's not the type of films I want to do. So even it was, you know, it was almost like a chant of a siren. No, or no, <laughs> yes, siren, you say, not the chant of a siren. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, like yes, uh, it was very on. seductive, yeah. no, going to do, you know, these films, big budget films in Hollywood, you know, like big things, uh, which probably would lead me to some other things. I'm not, I'm not against that, but I felt that that was not what I wanted to do. And uh, so, so I moved out from that. And I think I lost some years of, of, of certain, you know, uh, let's say, well, um, you know, econ economic retribution or whatever, you know, at the end, it, 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 um, I, I came to do after the Oscar, which was, you know, the first modern, the, the first Oscar for Mexican in the modern, yeah. you know, times, let's say, you know, like, uh, yeah. uh, so it was a huge deal in Mexico, that thing. So I really wanted to make uh, a Mexican film after the Oscar. So I got the perfect film for that. It was produced by the three amigos, by the, you know, Alfonso, Alejandro and, and Guillermo. It, it's called Rudo y Cursi. It had a uh, Gael Garcia and Diego Luna on it. Uh -huh. It was a fun film to make, you know, like, uh, so, and it was good because uh, I, I I came to Mexico. I did this film. It was a statement for me. But obviously, when you're saying no to the projects they're offering you, well, they stop offering it to you. You know, like so. I needed to go back to Europe to pursue a career that was different. And luckily, I've done you know. Luckily, I've done the the big films in Europe, I, I, I found myself a niche very, very interesting. I mean, the, in the movie, the film, The Impossible, is that was a, must have been a huge, yes. that must have been a huge undertaking to try to... It was huge. It was yeah. very interesting. But it was done. And I think the success of that film is because it was done in a very different way, the way the studio would force you to do it. Because mm -hmm. this was not really a studio. There was a, a, a bunch of... A, producers, uh, European, one studio, which, which is Telecinco, that they've been supporting directors in a very interesting way. They produce Pan's Labyrinth, they produce The Orphanage. Mm. So they, they really bet to some, some, you know, on the, on directors, on creators. So, so they let us do it the, our way. And the way was that we thought for how to make this film for an entire year. We were just hired a group of five, six people, you know, the director, the, the AD, mm -hmm. um, the visual effects supervisor, the physical effects, you know, the special effects guy, me, uh, a couple of, uh, of eventual um, uh, in, uh, concept artists, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that's it, you know, and we were just... 
uh, we were just and the DOP, no, like. Uh, did you uh, did you shoot that in the same on the same beach? Was that a different? Beach? No, it was. No, no, we shoot. We, I mean, we shoot in a water tank, and we scale one to three, and then scale one to one. Yeah. We really, re, it's a huge combination of techniques, you know. Yeah. And then we went to to Thailand to shoot in a place. You know, we went to look for locations that were devastated, but obviously, uh, this was five years after the, right. when we shot it. It was five years after the the tsunami, and the tsunami. Um, and the, the the government, the Thai government that leaves, you know, their major income is from tourism. They don't want, and tourists doesn't want to see ruins. So they basically, you know, rebump the whole area. So you, you barely can find a ruin or nothing like that. So we end up building a lot, huge sets, like like really, really huge physical sets uh, with, you know, with ponds, control ponds of water, and you know all the destruction we made it from scratch it was a very interesting uh, it, it was very interesting thing uh, there there are some pictures also of the processes uh, and and are great and then with the same director i did the a monster calls which is a film that i love yeah really really love it's a it's no, a it's really a, it's a really beautiful like just fun film and it's mm-hmm. I, I really i mean it's it's quite different from the impossible, but it's... yes, yes, but it's 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 closer to Pan's Labyrinth in a certain way. You yeah, know? The, uh, the fantasy. And, yeah, the fantasy, the, the 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 possibility of escaping from your world through the art or through the imagination, you know, all those those kind of things. Uh, but it's a, a it's a very harsh context too, you know. Like it's yeah, a yeah. more realistic one. It's you know to. Obviously, we built those those uh, sets in Spain, and we shot in Manchester, and uh, and it was quite a it, it was also a challenging uh, process for me in every sense, just because uh, you know the film itself was has a lot of challenge, but I I had my my twins. Uh, they were six months old, and oh, yeah. uh, so we were in a different country, you know, with the with the mom, yeah. with the mother of the, ch- of the children, with my ex-wife, and so it was kind of a, you know, it's it's one of those difficult things where life, uh, you know, and life and work, um, they go, you know, they go together, you know, yeah. like a, you, you're you're not, the, you know, one tend to think as a creator as a as an yeah when you think in a creator you you don't really think in how was his life when he was doing that part of things you yeah. know, those kind of things you, you you think of that as an independent like if if it was an independent ent- entity, you know, yeah. and I really love and I really start to look at, um, you know, from the people that I admire, it's also the context mm-hmm. on, you know, how this personal thing led to some, this decision that end yeah. up changing the history of cinema or changing the proposal of certain artists or changing the style of no so you you go deeper in also what it's 
around, you know, what is the context in terms of, uh, uh, you know, of the place where they lived and uh, where would they come from, you know, how, how old, how, you know, what what was his family or or or, or friends or 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 social and cultural context or you know or or the economic uh, the whole backstory that you're trying to figure out yourself before back, yes before yes. you're trying to but like it, convey it on the screen no but you know the strange is not just about the work you're doing it's also from the people that you admire mm -hmm. you know what i'm trying to say is that it's just that this thing that i'm that i'm trying to communicate is is that uh um for me the the the, the work of an artist or the work of a creator in in, in every sense it's linked on who he is and what is his context mm -hmm. and that's a that's that's for me an important thing right now you know it's not just the story that you're making it's great and because that way also you know you can analyze your characters when yeah. you're making a film then you can analyze them in the same way but in order to make to create a character or in order to do a film you see and watch 300 films and you watch and analyze 300 characters you know just because mm. for me a very important part of my inspiration it's it's to watch films and you know to keep watching films and to keep reading and to keep hearing music and you know to keep you know eating well good food with you know with yeah. a, a, the inspiration a, comes the, from the, everywhere i mean it's funny everywhere. it's funny yes. how sometimes you're inspired by the most minimal things and or catching something like rewatching films that you haven't seen in so long and you rewatch it and with a completely different eye because I mean I I know I watched Pan's Labyrinth before but that was you know years ago and watching it now as a parent and seeing that little girl and it just affects you differently and I, I'm sure too you would agree like as you get older and and you start to you know, live your life, you start to pick projects differently of either how yeah. they're going to affect you or whether it's affecting, like, I have to do this because, you know, we need, I need the job or I have to do this because it's going to fill my soul. I mean, there's, there's different differences of why you start picking projects. The more you're in this business, I feel at least. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, if you have the chance, no, not, I don't know what's gonna happen right now. You know, like uh, if, if, in terms of the amount of work, and um, and the way and the way we will keep doing our work, we be. Uh, 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 I feel that I've been lucky up to now, and I think I I hope it it continues like that like that. Mm -hmm. But but I'm expecting a change, uh, and not not a change on for bad or anything. It's just that uh, after this. Um, things won't be; they yeah. won't be back to to normality. We have to create another normality. I think. Yeah, I think so, and I think I hope you know it's not going to be forever. I think it's just till you know we get the uh, vaccine or whatever we get a control over it, and yes. then you know, and and I would hope that in some way, you know, 
fantastic stories are being written right now while people have the time or you know people yeah. the ideas and the creativity it doesn't just stop for all of us i mean you know as you were saying you just you just keep working a little bit you still you're still i'm still doing research for the show i'm on it doesn't stop so i hope that this little pause in all of our lives you know, produces something, maybe like a great, you know, production of, of more film and, and television that's inspiring. I really hope that that's what comes out of it. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully that, that hopefully is, uh, yes, 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 good stories, yeah. good stories uh, that comes and, and probably change certain things that, uh, it's strange at the end, um, I think that what suffer more is the, the place where you have to go and put yourself in the middle of a, of, 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 of a, you know, of a closed place with a lot of people. People yeah. will be, you know, like, and it's strange because that's, uh, that's one of the things that I love the most about films, you know, like ju just probably because of nostalgia of yeah. my own nostalgic thing, but going to the cinema as a ritual of a of a, as a social ritual, ritual too. Yeah, it's um, it was it was it's part of my deepest um, you know, and fondest memories. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, so I I I I'm not sure. I mean, the world is not leading us to that. It's leading to another thing, and I'm all right with that. You know, like there was a huge debate about Roma and 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 the and the reduced possibility of seeing it in cinemas. Right. Uh, uh, but I, but at the end, for me, it was a super interesting thing that a lot of people in the world had the chance of seeing it um, almost at the same time. People that that, that uh, an immense percentage of the, that people wouldn't have the chance yeah. of, uh, of of seeing the films in, in of seeing the film in a in a movie hall you know I agree and or in a I, movie theater I think too I mean because I am a huge Netflix fan just of the content that yes. they, they put out I think too uh, the accessibility to get the projects to people is very important and it is really hard to to go to the movies now when it's like $40, you know, of course. To, to, you know, yeah, to yeah. Go, if you go with you, a family, it's, uh, yeah. it's absurd. It's, it's, it's insane. You know? And you know, I understand the costs and everything, but at the same time, it's driving people to just stay home and wait two weeks and then it's going to be out. So, and our TVs are getting better and our TVs are getting bigger. Like the, the you know, it's, it's a beautiful film. It doesn't, it's not taken away at all that it's not, up on the screen and and even when it was released if people really want to go see it they will i i really believe that i think yeah. I, I think the same thing with the like the irishman they they did the same thing and if you want to go see it on the film you'll make that time and effort i i have no doubt you know that it, it i don't think it's yeah yeah if you have the chance yeah the thing is that the, a lot of people doesn't have the chance to yeah you know most of the people in in in, in i mean a huge part of uh consumers of let's say viewers of 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 uh of roma are not even in a place where they have a movie cinema right you know like right. a, a movie theater you know like it's a 
it, it is it is like that you know like yes you can go and see it if you live in la or if you live in new york yeah. or you live in mexico city but that but you know um the 90 percent the 99 percent of the post of the people um in or let's say no uh, well in certain countries uh, um uh, of latin america doesn't have the chance to go to a a, a movie cinema, uh, a, a movie theater, just because there's not, or if it's, or if it is, uh, it's expensive, or they don't put the, the, you know, these sort of better films. They just right. put the blockbusters. They're putting Marvel in, in there. <laughs> they're, they're putting... They put Marvel in there. Yeah. That, uh, that, that's, uh, that's the thing. Oh yeah. Um, All right. So... I, I've taken up an hour and a half. I'm so uh, sorry, but you are so interesting, and you are so eloquent in the way you've described your filmmaking uh, i'm just i'm just in awe of you and 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 your work so thank you so much no thank you thank you let me let me just say goodbye with a with a with the, oh, with camera. the camera just oh, yeah. want to see you yeah if, if see. you're if, if you're available to yeah see i'm right here <laughs> I, I just i just saw that uh, that video of somebody has having a a conference you know like a zoom conference and and took the the, the phone to the bathroom yeah. you saw that one? <laughs> it's yeah. hilarious i have to hide i have to hide in my bedroom so that the twins don't find me because once they find me I, 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 you know what i mean i thoroughly enjoyed this interview i mean to listen to the process of designing roma and thinking of working in that way i mean i've definitely bought smalls before I find the sofa but to really commit to that process in the film on every level is just fascinating and I'm so glad that he was able to share that I'm like obsessed with Roma now it's just so gorgeous and I just keep looking at all the dressing and the camera work it's just dazzling I'm so grateful to be able to talk to him for that so thank you so much for sharing that um, I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did Next week's episode is production designer Bob Shaw. We talk about The Sopranos and Boardwalk Empire and The Irishman. He was just lovely to talk to. Um, you're going to like that one. And he has some beautiful songbirds singing in the background. Very calming. Um, so yeah, that's next week. If you would like to see some images from this interview of Ingino's work on Penn's Labyrinth or Roma... Check out videos on Decorating Pages podcast website and the Decorating Pages podcast YouTube channel. They're just quick little picture pages to go along with this interview that you just listened to. So check it out. Hey, I want to thank you for everyone who has rated and actually took the time to review this podcast. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Deacon Design. Thank you so much for writing that review. It's so greatly appreciated. And if you feel the need to review the podcast on iTunes, I'm accepting four and five stars only. So go at it. Just kidding. But not really. <laughs> I hope you got an earful. I'm Kim Monup for Decorating Pages. Did you know you could social distance on a stogie floaty? You can. It's seven foot long. Stogie floaty. Luxury pool float. Float in Style. Available now on Etsy, Amazon, and stogiefloaty.com. <laughs>